Welcome back, listeners. I'm Robin Black with Soul Healer 1777 and today's word, labor and delivery. When I speak about labor and delivery, this isn't just only geared towards women. So definitely just stay with me today. In today's word, I actually want to speak about the saying of, had it been me. A lot of us say it. A lot of us hear it. We always hear, man, had that been me, this is what I would do. This is our, this is how I would have handled it. You know, someone won a million dollars. You say, oh, I can't believe that's all they did was that with that. What I would do is I would do this, this, that, and the third, right? But that's where we get stuck. We get stuck in saying, this is what I would do with that. That's someone else's dream. Let it, it wasn't you. So move on. Think about your own dream. You know, if somebody won a million dollars, you think about what you would do if you won that million dollars. Well, that million dollars was part of what they won. What about what you win? You know, dream about your, make, you know, create your own dreams. They may have won 1 million, but maybe you can think, you can start dreaming about winning 200 million because now you're creating your own dream. We often end up staying in that mindset of thinking about someone else's dream, which brings me back to that living life uh, like we're on a roller coaster. You know, a roller coaster sits multiple people. You know, we can't worry about what other people are doing. So when we do have our dreams, we do think to ourselves, and I use labor and delivery because I, I think about pregnancy. You know, that's often a big dream, whether it is not just, it doesn't just stop only with women who feel that way. There's men out here that would love to be a father. So when we think about being pregnant, we always say, oh, I just can't wait to have a baby. Right. And we love the, the, the honeymoon stages of, oh, pregnancy. It's so great. We're buying all the books. We're getting all the stuff ready. We're buying the crib. We're getting the baby clothes and it's fun and exciting. We take the test and we're like, we find out we're pregnant and it's super fun. And we're just happy as can be. And then it gets real because then you're like, okay, being pregnant, (laughs) it wasn't all that I thought it was going to be. You know, whether some of the women, I was blessed enough to never have to (laughs) worry about morning sickness, but I do know some women, they have to deal with being sick. And then you have the hormones, you have, you know, the fact that you get hot all the time and you're, you know, everything's just always off and it's just, you're up and you're down, you're crying, you're mad, you're happy, you're hot. It, it just goes back and forth and it's miserable, right? But we still, we forget that we actually have our significant other there, whether it's the same sex, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a best friend, whether it's your husband, your wife, whoever, it doesn't matter. You still have someone there with you going through it with you. And then when you go through the pregnancy, you get your, you know, you're happy. You're like, wow, it's the joy of life. It's, it's so amazing. This is the greatest thing, especially for women to be able to even be able to carry a different gender is not, not only are you able to carry a, another human being, but to have another human being that's a different sex is a miracle on its own. It is. It's, it's amazing to even think about pregnancy. It's, it's actually very fascinating. But then while you're going through this pregnancy, when you get to that third trimester, you are absolutely 
miserable. You are like, this is the worst feeling ever. I can't breathe. I can't walk. The baby's foot's in my rib. My organs are pushed up. I'm always hot. I'm waddling. This is just, this is horrible. I'm ready for this baby. Get this baby out of me. You're over it, right? You're just like, I'm, I'm ready for this to be over. Even whoever's with you during the pregnancy, they're probably ready for you to be over as well because they're also seeing you in just pure misery, whether you're getting on their nerves or whether they don't even want to see you in pain and misery, regardless, they're right there with you. So then we get to the hospital and we're ready. We're just, we're, we're ready for this baby to come out and they move us to the maternity ward. And then once they, once we get in, they tell us, okay, now it's time for labor and delivery and stuff starts to get a little real. We're like, okay, wait a minute, hold on. Maybe, maybe, just maybe I can go ahead and, and keep this baby in me a little bit longer because now the reality of, oh my God, it has to come out is it starts kicking in because now you get, you're, you're, you're realizing this baby has to come out whether I like it or not. Therefore, I know it's going to hurt. Where's the drugs? Right. Everything. Everyone has a birthing plan. Right. Whether you have a doula and oh, this is what the book said. We have to have our plan. We have our plan with us. It doesn't always go as planned. We think everything's going to be fine and dandy until that pain kicks in. You're not even the, the, the least thing that's on your mind is worrying about that stupid birthing plan. Like you're like, whatever, just get this pain. I don't like this pain. I'm just ready for it to be over. Right. Because things change. Even if you have a birthing plan. You don't know what's going to happen with the baby. You don't know if you're going to be rushed into an emergency C-section. You don't know what it's going to be. But everything's, uh, you know, everything's just high and, and it's moving quickly. And I know it's it almost becomes a universal saying is to say, oh, the dad didn't help at all. I did all this by myself. Or oh, he's just the sperm donor. He didn't really take part in this. You know, even if you're artificially inseminated, you know, and it's okay, that that person, you still needed that person. That person was still a blessing, right? That's where we sometimes forget. So when we get stuck in hearing what everyone else is saying, we forget how much they're there with us. I remember my ex-husband when he was there, when I was in labor, I got to the hospital and the anesthesiologist kept pushing on my back, kept telling me to bend over further. So he could administer the epidural. And I'm looking at him like, uh, I, I am nine months pregnant. How am I? This is literally as good as it's going to get. I'm going to need you to use your expertise and get back there and figure it out. Just make this pain stop. But I remember looking at his face, at my ex-husband's face, and it made me realize I'm definitely not doing this alone. Even though I'm physically feeling the pain, it's painful for him to even watch me in this amount of pain. So when we're sitting here always thinking about, oh, it just, it's just me, it's just me, it's just me, it's not, you're far from it. I don't even care if it's, you know, same sex, whether you're dealing with a surrogacy, whether it's, you know, two wives, it doesn't matter. That second person that's there in that room with you they are going through everything with you. Even though they're not feeling that pain, they're going through it. I even remember seeing my, my brother 
And my sister-in-law, when she was in the hospital, I remember, I think it was her um, epidural that wasn't administered properly. So it wasn't going, it wasn't traveling through the tube properly. And my brother was watching it. He was just watching it carefully. And he kept telling the doctor, I don't really believe that the pain medicine is is getting to her. And the doctor was like, oh, she's fine. It'll it'll wear off in in a moment. And when I saw my brother, that worry on his face, I saw the pain that she was in, my sister-in-law was in. But when I saw the worry and the fear in my brother's face, that's when I realized it's not just about us, even though it's labor and delivery and we're going into it, who are we going into it with? No matter who it is, it may not always just be about a husband and a wife. Now times are different. And even if you don't even have a significant other, it may be your mother, your grandmother, an uncle, an aunt, whoever is there with you, going through it with you. Even if you don't have anyone, you have those doctors. It's divinely placed. It's all divine placement. And we forget that we, we, we sometimes we underestimate our blessings because we get in this in this mindset of feeling as though because someone's not experiencing exactly what we're experiencing they don't know so then we turn a blind eye to realizing that this person being here is absolutely a blessing because i wouldn't want to do this by myself and then when you once the baby once you get to the delivery part you know it's like oh people say you forget about the pain the pain of labor you don't forget it you you forget how it feels physically you just you know you realize that it it hurt right but you don't forget you definitely remember any person i don't care if you're male female anyone will be able to remember the day that their children were born and with how long you were in labor, the pain you felt like you're going to remember. You're, you can tell that story like it was yesterday because you definitely remember. But it was also the reason why you have such great recall is because it was something that you manifested forever. It was something that you wanted. You wanted this baby. This baby is beautiful. You can't wait to see what the baby looks like. It's amazing. I'm ready. Then we get to delivery. And that's the amazing part. That's when it's beautiful. You're just like amazing. You're enjoying this baby. All you can do is look at the baby. There's nothing else you could do but look and admire this beautiful child that you brought into this world and how amazing it is. And then you realize who you had with you, with you. whether it just be the doctors and the nurses and, and the nursing staff, because that nurse is very vital. Because after you get, have the baby, the, the nurse is like, yeah, I'll take her. You get some sleep. You go ahead and get that sleep. And then what happens after you're done there for your stay, whether it be two days, a week, however long you have to stay, they put, they help you put the baby in the car seat. And then they say, okay, have a good day. And you just, you get scared. You're like, wait a minute. So, so I just, <laughs> we just take the baby. Like, that's it. Like what, what it, there's nope, there's nothing. And then we look at those instructions. We look at, we start thinking about the baby books and we can throw that out the window because their story, whatever happened in that baby book, yes, it's a, it's wonderful guidance, but it doesn't mean that it's going to work for us. It doesn't mean that it's going to work for me. So I have to continue 
to go ahead and just go through life myself. I have to, okay, now we get the baby home and we're just going to figure it out. We're just going to do some guesswork because I, <laughs> that's all parenting is. You know, the Bible doesn't speak about when Jesus was a baby. I don't know what we're supposed to do, right? So we just, we just go through life and guesswork and gut instinct. That's the reason why the Lord gave us intuition, And that's why we have to find that guidance through him. So when we're underestimating these blessings, we underestimate that the Lord is actually sending us people for a reason. He puts, he positions people in our lives for a reason. And my personal experience is even having my ex-husband. He, he now has a fiance And she helps me out with my children tremendously. And I'm very thankful for her. And we often seem as we we make it seem as though we're going through things alone and we feel like, oh, I'm the I'm a single mom, so I'm doing it by myself. But you're not. When you need a sitter, you even if you're paying for that babysitter, you still you're paying for that babysitter. That's a blessing. We often put ourselves in positions where we we don't set ourselves up to receive because we feel as though because there's a lot of false prophecy out here. So if we're not winning big, if we're if we're asking for something that we want, whether it be our own business, whether it be if I want a building, but I don't get a building, maybe I just get a small office and we think, oh, well, it's not that great. No, blessings come in all sizes. And we can't underestimate those blessings, especially when we have someone who was there with us through it all. We cannot live our lives as as we're on a roller coaster, as if what someone else is already what someone else's life is actually going or what they're receiving. But if we have someone with us or we have others with us, it doesn't mean that we're still in it alone. Whether they're cheering you on through all of it or they're not. They're still there. They're there the way that the Lord wants them to be there. As long as our minds are stayed on Jesus, we don't need to worry about anything else. But you have to put yourself in the mindset and you have to have discernment. You have to definitely ask for the spirit of discernment. But you also have to be in the spirit of receiving. Receiving that blessing of knowing where your blessing's going to come from. Who's going to help you take care of this child? Because it definitely takes a village. And you have to be thankful for every single blessing that comes into your life. We can't be sitting here constantly worried about where the other person is going and what this person is doing. And, oh, this person has this and I don't have that. And I just really want that. No, you already have a blessing. You already are abundant. You're already prosperous with just the support that you have in raising this child. So whatever it is that you're manifesting, understand you have to make sure that you're ready for that blessing because it gets hard because after that baby comes home, it's not rainbows and unicorns. It's far from it. Yes, you have those little moments and those little moments are amazing. I love those little moments, especially when the kids are small, they start making their first ornaments and and you really love that. But the crying, the when a child is sick, that's the worst feeling is when a child is sick because all you want to do is take the pain away. It's hard seeing a child sick. But it's not just the mom. 
The dads go through it too. We're not the only ones feeling this pain, even though we have had the, or not the pain, we have actually had the moment of bonding with that child and and actually taking the nine months to to bake this child, to make this child, they still were right there with us. And it's the same with our manifestations. If God is sending someone in your life that just comes out of nowhere and says, hey, what can I do for you? No matter how small it is or how large it is, you feel it is, you know, you're, you're the only you know, person who can judge that. But you have to be in the mindset of receiving that blessing or realizing when you already have blessings. Because if we aren't thankful for what we already have, God isn't going to get give us anything new. We have to talk about what's here and now. What am I thankful for right here, right now? What do I have with me right here, right now? Who do I have that's in my corner right here, right now? Who do I have that's actually really worried about me, even though they may not be actually physically saying, hey, I'm worried about you. We know that they're worried about you. Any of us who have been fortunate enough to have parents that know that they're worried about us or family members, siblings, whoever, we know that they're worried about us. We know that they love us. That's a blessing. That's a huge blessing. Be thankful to have that. Not everyone has that, but you find a blessing in what you don't have. And when you find the blessings and what you don't have, you realize that you're going to be blessed with even more, but you have to be in the mindset of receiving and realizing what you have. Your blessing could come from a different country. You never know. A lot of single moms, even myself, we're like, man, I'm so tired of doing this by myself, but we don't know. When that blessing is coming, we don't know where that blessing is coming from. But what I can say is what I'm thankful for right now, the blessings that I do have right here, right now. And that's my family. I don't care how how much I see them, how little I see them. They still help me out. They still help me with my children. I still can talk to them about what it is that that I want to be, what I what I want to turn things into. And they're going to be there to listen. Sometimes when we often feel as though we don't have what someone else has, or we don't have the support that someone else has, or we don't, we always, we, we love to compare and we compare blessings. And then we underestimate, oh, well, because I don't have this large blessing or because I'm not rich, that means that I'm not blessed. You're dead wrong. You're 100% blessed still. You could be more abundant and prosperous in different areas that you don't even realize. But you're not supposed to compare. We cannot compare our lives to other people's lives. But you can look at your own life at what you already have and what you want to, to, to thrive. Like, what do you want to achieve? You individually. Or if you're married, if as a couple, what do you both want to actually move towards? Who cares what other people are doing? Who cares what other couples are doing? What do you guys want to do? 
And that's what it's about. We have to stop looking around at what everyone else is doing and focus on us, focus on the blessings that we already have and continue to thank God every single day for those blessings. Thank God every single day that you wake up because every single day that you wake up, that means that God's not done with you yet. That means that there is still a purpose for your being here. So when we're stuck in our heads and we're thinking over and over and over, why maybe you're thinking about a person and you're like, why do I keep thinking about this person? That's God telling you contact that person. Maybe you need, maybe that person needs you and you don't even realize that that person needs you no matter how close, no matter how far they are. Even if it's just an email, even if it's just a phone conversation, that person may really, really need that phone conversation. So when these thoughts come into our minds and we can't stop thinking about something, start understanding that God's sending you a message to reach out to that person. That person needs that blessing. And you have to start getting in the mindset, being in that spirit to receive that blessing. So if you are going through any relationship problems, any turmoil, any adversities that you may be facing, reach out. Again, I'm Robin Black with Soul Healer 1777. Be sure to book your one-on-one at soulhealer1777.net or reach out 463-269-5142. Stay blessed.